Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Couple XY Podcast. I'm Rosie. And I'm Brian. And this is the podcast where we drink nice and talk about stuff. Um, it worked. It worked this time. Yay. It's always it's always a good sign when the when the cork pops just right. Um, it is cold. <laughs> and we are playing injured. We are playing hurt. hurt. Play, playing hurt. We're not hurt. We're hurt, not injured. You know the difference, right? Yeah. So... Um, just a disclaimer, uh, there'll be two disclaimers right now um, for uh, today's episode and for uh, our um, our health. Uh, we had something, RSV, flu, COVID, so we had something for the last week. Um, Gynocephalherpolis. <laughs> and streptococcus. Uh, yeah, something like that. Uh, so we are, if we're sounding nasally and kind of terrible... We apologize. We're going to do our best not to, um, you know, snort, snort or do anything <laughs> into the mic today. Do all the disgusting, like, <laughs> bodily sounds that, that you probably don't want to hear. Right. And if we do do one into the mic, we apologize and beg your forgiveness. Um, but having said that, please go and do all the podcasting stuff that we please, ask you to. Please like and subscribe, rate and review, uh, tell a friend. If you would like to uh, shoot us a line and tell us how horrible and nasally we sound, you can email us at couplexypodcast at gmail.com or DM us or comment on our Facebook page at couplexypodcast. Yes. And that's all the things. That's all the things. Yeah, it is cold. It is cold. The, the, the United States has been gripped by winter. The mm-hmm. Deep South has been gripped by winter. You... <laughs> Born in the South, but I wasn't raised in the South. I was raised in the, in the uh, you know, like upper mid Midwest. You're always cold and you hate the winter. And now it gets like 30 degrees and you're like, we need to go outside and walk around. I'm like, why? Why, why would we do this? Because it's nice. It's because it's not hot. It's not at, fucking hot. At 40 hot. degrees, you won't step foot outside. Well, at I, 60 degrees, you won't step foot outside. Yes, I will. You hardly ever step foot outside. I know. I hardly ever step foot outside. Um, which I need to get better about that this year because I'm pretty sure I have a vitamin D dis- deficiency. Um, and I need no, to take more supplements. <laughs> Not that kind of vitamin D uh, deficiency. Um, <laughs> the, the do you think? Do you think Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs can ride the D? <laughs> uh, oh yeah, so funny stuff on TikTok. Um, Today, I am drinking uh, Menage a Trois Sweet Red Blend. Also, I have a uh, iced oat milk espresso thing from Starbucks. And Ugg boots. And Ugg boots. And a and scarf. I do not have a scarf. I have a, I have an, over, an, uh, an overgrown bulky sweater and a, a hat, a little, little, little beanie. Fleece little leggings. Flower, yeah, fleece, fleece leggings, all the things. I am basic bitch today. I am absolute basic bitch. Um, so I'm just going to ride that. Uh, I got an iced one instead of a, uh, hot one because I panicked because there was a guy like standing really close to me in line. And I was like, fuck, I need to order something and get out of the situation real fast. That's because y'all like stepped up at the same time and you were oblivious to the fact that he was like literally pulling out his wallet to like order uh, as you I stepped up. It it was close. Okay, because he was real. He was he didn't even like back away. Yeah, he just kind of stopped where he was because y'all y'all actually didn't walk up to. The, there wasn't. I don't think there was a barista at the counter. No, like visible when you got there. Mm-hmm. So you were kind of looking around, and he was kind of looking around at yeah. the same time. 
And then, like, y'all kind of came we into converged. the counter area at the same time. Yeah. And it made it awkward. And I kind of stayed there for a minute to watch and make sure everything was going to be cool. <laughs> you thought he was going to get mad at me? If he said something, you know, got 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 snippy with you. Mm-hmm. Make sure I was there. But, yeah, like, he didn't back. He, he could have taken a couple of steps back. Mm. And that happened to me again when I was waiting in line for you into the grocery store. Uh, when I was waiting in line for you and you went in to find green onions, which you didn't find any, right? No. No. Um, there was an old couple, like, right behind me um, asking me if one of the closed lanes was open so I could, like, get my ass out of the line and go check out, basically. But she was, like, right up on me and, like, whispering in my ear. I'm like, why the fuck are you so close to me? Like, today, people, is, is about personal space. <laughs> let's acknowledge it. Let's, let's um, honor it. Let's respect it and take two fucking steps back. Okay? Okay. Thanks. This, that's, my, that's my PSA. Okay. <laughs> um, all right. So other than being sick, how was your week? You actually had an exciting weekend. I got, I got a, a, a very nice buck. You did. Uh, First of the season. I'm so proud of you, baby. Yeah. So I uh, got got a uh, good eight point, and um, that was uh, that was pretty awesome. So uh, yeah, got got us some deer meat for the year. Mm-hmm. Gonna make some some chili today with some deer meat slash beef. Yes, uh, gonna make a deer chili today. Uh, later in the week, whenever it warms up, which might not be this week, actually, it might be in a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, we are going to take one of those back straps and we'll cook it, and we're going to make a blackberry sauce to go with it. Ooh, a blackberry sauce. Yes. Ooh. I've been watching a lot of MasterChef. Okay. All right. I'll trust your judgment. I, I, think, I, I think I can do it. I think you can do it, too. Uh, they, don't, they don't seem that impressive. <coughs> yeah. They, they're always giving raw shit away. They're what? They're always giving out raw shit. Raw shit. <laughs> it's fruit. Oh, you're talking about the meat? Yeah, like the meat. It's raw. It's raw. I mean, like, but there's like, there's like a, this, the tiniest of lines between raw and rare, you know? Yeah, but like, boy, I feel like that line isn't as as tiny as what people think they are. Maybe, maybe rare to medium rare is a better way to go. I don't know. You cook that backstrap pretty rare though, and it's really good. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's still bloody for sure. Yeah, it's very good. All right. Um. All right, so let's get in today. I don't have a segue for it. No, I think we're still we're still recovering, so our quips aren't as quick. Yeah, this one's not. Yeah, I'm, I'm sorry. I got a segue. Um, plus, I don't know how you'd segue into this, and we're just gonna talk about sex, baby. Yeah, we're gonna um, answer sex questions that not no one asked us to answer. Nobody <laughs> asked us to answer these. These are this is shit we found on the internet. We're just like, ah, well, yeah, like this is interesting. Let's just answer this as if people actually asked us this. Mm-hmm. Um, disclaimer: This is gonna be an NSFW episode, and obviously a not safe for children episode. So if we have any younger listeners, then. Uh, click away but you we shouldn't have any younger listeners because i always check the uh the explicit content hey man or just stick around and learn something that too yeah um we are you know we're not doctors or like sexologists or anything but we are had sex we've had plenty of sex yes we went through our hoe phases and you know we're older so the the body count is you know gross at this point and we don't discuss it And we also also don't worry about it because it really doesn't matter. No, no, it doesn't matter to me. As long as you're safe. 
Sure. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So I have compiled 10 questions. Um, and shall we just get started? Yes. Let's just jump right in. Okay. So dive in, if you would. We'll just plunge in deeply. We'll thrust into these. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, this is gonna be fun! All right, <laughs> it's it 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 will be like a welcoming. Uh, I ain't got none. Orifice. I didn't want to say orifice. <laughs> Trying to go with something else. All right, hole. <laughs> I was gonna go with hole, but I was like, eh. yeah, y'all are gonna get it to know us a lot better this episode for sure. Um, let me take a drink of wine. Hi, mom. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um. All right, so first up is, is his cum supposed to burn me? Like, <laughs> well, what, where, 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 where is he shooting it at for it to burn you? Like, is it on your stomach? Because maybe he does have acid cum. Let me read it. Okay. Okay. And oh, then we'll, okay. we'll answer yeah, the, yeah, the, the sure. we'll, yeah. I, female 18, got on birth control and was excited for my boyfriend, male 26, to be able to finish inside. I lost my virginity to him about a month ago. It didn't hurt. I barely bleed, bled, and I haven't bled since. We do it somewhat regularly and never really had problems. We did it one night before bed, and I was immediately aware of when he came. All of a sudden, I was sore, and it slightly burned inside. It was like his semen was acidic. I let him keep going because I have a good pain tolerance and was kind of digging it. But he came again, then we cleaned up and went to sleep. There was a dull burn the rest of the night, and it was notice noticeable by morning. Is this normal? We both previously tested negative for STDs at the health department. If that has anything to do with it, our diets do suck, and we're both probably dehydrated. All right, so you've been reading a little bit on the internet um, because she talks about diet mm -hmm. um, because that can like change how a man's uh, man juice tastes. From yeah, what it I definitely understand. changed. It. Diets definitely affect how our genitals taste, for sure. Um, all right, so let's start off with a couple of things here. One, um, I don't know a whole lot about women's reproductive stuff and birth control, but I do know this. If you are on antibiotics, it will mess it up. If you're on antibiotics, the pill will not work while you're on antibiotics. So, you being on birth control and now having being very excited to have sex, understand that if you get sick, you don't get to keep having sex unprotected. You right, are I mean, now you are now unprotected. Yeah, if you get on steroids. Um, just 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 a thing that should be said. Something that I would like to say: You're 18. He's 26. Um, I feel like. His this was his idea to get you on birth control so he could come inside you whenever he wants. Like y'all weren't having sex before though. She lost she, his virginity to him about a month ago. Yeah, like after like she got on birth control. So she like waited until she was eighteen to get on birth control and then she had sex. She had, must have had to move out of her house or something like that. Something. Anyway, but regardless of the age difference and whatever the motivations are, um, if you're on the pill, it's not one hundred percent effective. If, if you take it right, it's about 94%. I thought it was 99. No. Um, it's, it, the problem with, with the birth control pill is that you have to take it the exact same time every single day for mm -hmm. it to work, like, 98% of the time. However, most women, all women, we're human. We don't really do that unless we have an alarm set. Um, 
So there are, you, you are still at risk of getting pregnant. Um, and letting him come inside every single time, that is, that's risky. So um, I know, like, that it's different for everybody. And, but, I mean, you're 18. I'm pretty sure you don't want to get pregnant right now. So just, just be careful. Um, as for the burning sensation, you can, um, a person can be allergic to semen. Yeah, but she wasn't always allergic to semen. And it could develop over time. So if this persists, go to your gynecologist, talk to them. Um, I'm not sure if they have tests for this, uh, but they can see. Um, hey, good for him being able to go twice in the same night. I remember being young. <laughs> yeah, 26 years old. Yeah. Um, yeah, that changes, bud. <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, yeah, so just um, be careful. Practice caution, and if it if it continues to burn, you gotta he he can't keep coming inside you. You think she might have a UTI? Um, you don't really the UTI is in your your urinary tract, not your vagina. She's having burning sensations in her vagina. Okay. So, um, what? <laughs> it's two different holes, baby. Son um, of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> we got three holes down there. Just so you know. Um, like just on one side or when you consider both sides, what? are you considering the poo hole, hole, one of the three holes or are there yes. three in the vagina? Oh my God. There's only one vagina hole. Are you okay? There's where you pee out of is another hole in that's, your vagina. Yeah, that, no, not in your vagina. No, we don't pee out of our vaginas. It was right there by we it. pee out of our urethras. But it's right there at it. But it's not in the vagina. Okay. Answer me a question and be honest. No. <laughs> if I have to pee, do I have to take my tampon out first? I thought it was just good practice. No. Okay. It's a small hole above, like, your vagina. Right. It's right underneath our clitoris, basically. Okay. Yeah. So, like... It is a separate uh, hole. From, from the top of your, like, clitoris... Down to your taint is your vagina to me. Okay. So your pee hole is in your vagina. It's not the same. Oh, okay. You're referring to vagina as as if it's a vulva. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So there's, there's, okay. So the vulva is the all-encompassing space of that area. Okay. The vagina is the hole. All right. That you stick your dick in. <laughs> yeah. All right. Okay, um, I don't mean to laugh at you, baby. I, w I would like to continue your education and uh, it doesn't you yeah, care about this. It, um, it's fine. I, I don't think, uh, uh, yeah, it's, it's semantics. I know basically what I'm doing. <laughs> All right, next question. Is not caring about physical pleasure during sex normal? Uh, context. I was a pretty horny teen when I had my first relationship. We had sex like three times a week for a year until we broke up. But after I noticed that my libido, libido just kind of disappeared. I no longer masturbate, masturbated. I didn't really get those weird waves of horniness if I didn't do it for a bit and stuff like that. And I thought this was weird because I used to be a pretty horny dude just like a month ago. I then met this girl in college and when we slept together, it felt like my whole perspective on sex was changed. I didn't care about my own physical pleasure. I honestly felt more pleasure from making her feel good and intimacy of it instead. 
I enjoyed fingering her and hearing the things she would say to me and just the overall intimacy rather than any physical stimulation. I didn't even come from the experience, which has never happened before. And now I feel like sex isn't even about physical pleasure for me, but about the emotional connection and intimacy behind it. So is this normal? Do other people feel like this about sex? I feel weird because I don't know why I changed in such a short time, especially since I'm 18. I'm an 18 year old dude. And this is like my years of peak horniness, LOL. Um, so, um, by the way, three times a week in high school is not like, I didn't really have sex in high school. I didn't have sex in high school, but like my early on sexual encounters, like Three times a week. Three times a week is a pretty standard married couple. Yeah, three times a week is like the the ideal married couple. <laughs> um, maybe a little, not as, uh, I mean, really once a day is ideal, but, you know, everybody's busy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean. Um, as, let's, do you want to? Okay, um, I would say that you might have something wrong with your testosterone level. Oh. I was not going to go there at all. Okay. I was just going to say that sexual preferences change. Um, but, yeah, it is interesting that you flip-flopped so immediately. Um, uh, yeah, you may want to get your testosterone levels checked out. Um, if you're still – but the fact that you're still getting sexual pleasure from giving someone sexual pleasure, I don't think that's a problem. I think that's great. Yeah, that's fine. Um, you know, do what do you do you. I mean, there's right. no rules in sex as long as you both consent. Right. And so, if you find giving your partner pleasure the way you give you get pleasure at this point, then go for it. Now, if you're really concerned about your your inability to ejaculate or your um, your your the fact that you aren't as horny as you used to be, I would say, you know, talk to a doctor and have your um, hormone levels checked. You may, you may have low testosterone or high estrogen or something like that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Anything's possible. Um, But I, there's nothing wrong with, with feeling the way he's feeling. There's nothing wrong with um, getting off by your partner getting off. I think that's great. I think, yeah, like that should be everybody, which I think that's us really too. Um, but uh, yeah, um, get your hormones level, your hormone levels checked, and just enjoy enjoy the ride. Yeah, you should be all right. I don't think yeah. there's anything really wrong with you. I no. think uh, I think that you're just I don't know you you might. Like, there could be other things, other factors that would have changed how you feel about sex. Uh, maybe you got more religious or something like that. Some other pressures, uh, background pressure, which is changing how you feel. Um, I'm not real sure. Um, but, I mean, you're also 18. Your hormones could just be, you know, doing somersaults. For all, you know. Yeah, but like, mo- like you said, most 18-year-old <coughs> guys are pretty, pretty horny dudes. Right. Yeah. And so he finds it odd that he isn't like that. Like, he doesn't even want to masturbate and stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, So, uh, but, hey, you know, the thing is that there are all kinds of levels of of sexuality. Um, Not like gay sexuality, but, like, I'm talking about, like, how much you enjoy sex. Like, there are people who are very hypersexual into their later life. Mm Mm-hmm into their, you know, 
20s, 30s, 40s, 50s, 60s. And then there are people who are um, asexual. Mm-hmm. And, and maybe you're a little on the asexual side. Hmm. Um, I think you're fine. If Yeah, go ahead and get yourself checked out. But overall, I think you're good. Next. Do guys like it natural? Uh, female 18 here. Let's be honest. If you're a woman, you hate shaving down there. That's just how it is. I can't even see my butthole to shave it. <laughs> I'll feel for it and shave it, but that sucks. Pun intended. I genuinely... Pun intended. I don't think you know what pun intended means. Okay. I genuinely keep trimmed, but I don't shave it all off. I'll shave my butt um, all the way, though. However, I notice that my hair goes all the way, all the way and all over the cheeks. Like, is that even normal? Should I get waxed or just not worry about it? I personally have no complaints about it either during sex. I've had no complaints when I've sent nudes. It's just like I'm afraid that someone might find it gross or something. I personally shave my lips too. I just leave the bush up top. But also pubic hair grows onto the inner thigh and it is so hard to shave. Any advice on razors maybe even? The way she talks is funny. I currently use a four or five blade with lubricant so my skin doesn't burn. Also another issue, I'm allergic to metal, so even when I shave, I still break out with hives. Well, that sucks. Um, uh, all right, let's answer that question. Do you guys like it natural? All guys are different. Yes. So that is, that is a preference of the guy. Uh, I, I do not. I do not like natural. That is my preference. Doesn't mean that there's anything wrong with it. Just means that that it is something that I don't prefer. So um, it might be that if you really want to be natural, then um, I, I'm sure there are communities out there online and such where you can f- meet people who are more engaged in that. Uh, I will say there are a lot of comments on this, and there are a lot of guys saying that natural is just fine. So yeah, yeah it's a guy's personal preference. And it's not like you won't be able to find a partner who's not into you natural if right. you just decide not to shave anymore because you're you're allergic to metal and it hurts you. Um, as far as shaving goes, I have found in my 33 years that using, like, the more blades that a razor has, the more um, razor burn you're going to get. Mm-hmm. So I would say try a three-blade. A Mach 3. Yeah. Uh, and see if that... Um, does any different uh, for you. Um, also, just try to go slow. I know, like, if it, it might just be good for you because you say you're allergic to metal to just go all natural and just, you know, find the partners that dig it. Yeah. Um, I am not, yeah, like I said, I'm, it's not my deal. I know there's probably a lot of guys out there. Um, the question is this. Okay. So, how would you feel if, if your partner didn't like how you, um, you, you, you trimmed, you, you kept your downstairs mix up and they asked you to change it. Would you be offended or would you be okay with it? Um, I don't know. I've never been in that situation. Um, cause I like, we just happen to match up. Like I've always shaved, um, pretty much. Um, I'm actually, <laughs> um, I actually like can't stand when it's not shaved because, like, for me, it's it's it, at this point, it's a um a, a cleanliness thing, yeah, a hygiene thing for sure. Um, but uh, 
it's I personally don't think I would be offended. Um, I think if you have like an obvious an obvious like allergy or some like legitimate reason why you can't shave, I think that person should understand that. Would you be hurt if like you had started dating someone and they broke up with you because you couldn't shave? Like, y'all aren't in, like, a deep relationship. This isn't your husband, your mm-hmm. fiancé, or a, a, a three-year-long relationship. Like, six months in, y'all have had sex three months in. Mm-hmm. And um, you, you've had sex a couple of times and stuff, and he's like, hey, you know, I'd really like it if you shaved. Mm-hmm. Um, I, prefer, I prefer it smooth. Mm-hmm. And you're like, well, I just can't do that because I'm – you know, I'm allergic to razor blades or wh- explain it to him why, you know, you prefer not to shave. And he said, okay, completely understand it. Not my thing. I don't think this is going to work out. Would you be offended? Yeah, probably. Why? Um, Like this isn't a long-term relationship. It's not you a don't long-term have, relationship. You don't no. have like, you don't have meat vested in this. You don't, you don't have right. a vested interest in this. And this guy's really being honest. And right. I think it would be more disappointing than, you know, offended in this case, since it's like not, you know, a committed relationship or anything like that. Um, but there, there is always like this level of insecurity women have about their downstairs situation. Mm-hmm. And when someone points it out, it's, it's always a little, a little bit offensive. So, this is, I think, a, a problem that you have with men and women and sex and talking about sex and stuff like that, where men don't want to say stuff because they don't want to offend you. Right. But this guy might like really not enjoy, you know, having sex with someone with the who's natural. A bush. Yeah. And so, over time, he's going to eventually not want to have sex as much, right? It's it's like anything else. Like you want to be attracted to your partner, and if there's something that doesn't attract you and you can't bring it up, then it just becomes a point of contention for the guy, where the guy ends up being an asshole and then pulling away from you, and y'all break up a year and a half down the line instead of three months down the line. Right. I would say always be honest. Yeah. But I mean, like you're, you're... you, ha- women have to like have a little bit of a thicker skin on this shit too. Like you can't be offended. If the guy's like, hey, you know, I don't like natural, understand that you can't shave, I'm going to bail. I mean, you can still, your feelings are going to be hurt regardless. You're going to, you're going to feel a little bad about yourself. Uh, I don't think Um, you should feel bad about yourself. Like, I don't, I don't think you should feel, I don't think you should feel bad about yourself in any three month relationship. It's true. Like, like that's just, you haven't invested enough time. Mm -hmm. Like, you could, if you'd have dumped me in three months, I'd have been on Bumble on another date. Right. Yeah, we both would have been on Bumble on another day. Yeah. There's just no reason to to get upset about that kind of stuff that early on in a relationship. Right. So, to me, to me, the, the, the pubic hair area is something that you do for your partner. Mm-hmm. Um, the level and the extent of that depends on your your desire to make your partner desire you. Okay. Um, and, and I say that because of this, like me, I keep mine trimmed up too. Yeah, I, which I appreciate I, very I'm much. I'm a male, I'm a male groomer, mm-hmm. right? I, I do groom my stuff up. <coughs> um, and if it got bad and you were like, baby, you, you need to, you need to groom up, mm-hmm. you know, say I was being lazy for a while and I hadn't trimmed it up. Sometimes I get a little lazy. Mm-hmm. And if you're like, baby, you need to shave it up down there. I'd go shave it up. 
right? So it, it's pretty much now you've I don't think ever had to say that to me. No. Um, but like if you did, I would be like, all right, I need to step my game up because the more it is attracted to that person, the more sex I'm going to have with that person. Right. You know, and so if your partner likes it natural, go for it. Be natural. Mm-hmm. You know, if your partner likes a uh, a landing strip or a triangle, or if your partner likes just a little stubble, you know, um, any of those things, whatever your whatever your 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 level is at. I mean, if you have a very open relationship with your partner, I think it's 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 okay for y'all to talk about like what you want, what you find attractive, right. because there is something very nice about a, a woman's you know downstairs is beautiful. And some of us want to look at it. Some of us want to see it. Some of us want to experience like, like that. You know, just mm-hmm. dive right in if you would. <laughs> and so, um, but other people are like, you know, I like that that very natural and that very, um, uh, there's no other way that I can describe it than a muskiness to it. Mm-hmm. It's primal, I think. Um, uh, the smell of just sexy, sex, yeah. you know, on the, on the bush. Right. And um, it's, you know, some some people like that. And Mm -hmm. good on them. You know, they're going to dive right in. (laughs) I have another question to pose. Do you think that bush preferences are generational? Yes. So, like, in the 80s, there's that iconic... There's that iconic photo of Demi Moore and her... When she posed for Playboy and her massive bush. You have no idea what I'm talking about? No. Okay. So I know that Bush was much more prevalent in the 80s, um, but it was, um, the the Bush was a little more trimmed back and tended to be just north of the um, equator. Mm-hmm. Uh, whereas 70s, you, you your Bush kind of was more wraparound. There was not a lot of, and I think 70s before, you're looking at just more of a, a less less grooming um, than what you would see now. Right. I think into the 90s, you start to see a lot more grooming and maybe the first time we, like, I came of age in the 90s and I'm a I'm a full-shaved person. Right. Um, but I think that now you start to see people who are more and more, um, I think that the, the, the later generation wanted some kind of hair down there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know what the preference is. Hey, Gen Zers, if you want to write in and tell us what your Bush preference is, let us know, because I don't know what today's um, youth want in that. It's just, it's interesting to know for some reason. So this was not the exact picture I was looking for, but that's anymore. Uh, okay. And, and Penthouse, not Playboy, excuse me. Um, which, yeah, gorgeous. Whatever. Um I think uh, for me, I think the the '80s bush is just because it hides the vagina. So like, they wanted to hide the vagina. Well, like to me, like when you look at that picture, you can't see her real vagina. You see a bush. Oh, so there's more of a mystery to it. Well, no. Well, like for me, I want to see the vagina. I want to see it out and proud. You know, right. I want to see. I like the look of the vagina. Mm-hmm. So that's what I want to see. The bush hides it. Like you can, you can have a bush and you can walk around and no one's going to really see your vagina. Right. Um, yeah, it's really interesting. Um, this whole idea of like preferences. So what? Okay. <laughs> so so 
What? What about lips? Like, it, are lips a thing for like women? Do y'all find it? Because there are there are there there's those cute little like the little tucked in lips, the little <laughs> small, and that doesn't look good to me as a shaved vagina. Okay. Because it looks kind of prepubescent. Okay. I kind of like like a little bit meatier lips, mm-hmm. um, because it feels like that's more of a woman's vagina. Okay. Yeah, that's that's cool. Um, I will say. Vaginal rejuvenation surgery and and vaginal a vaginal excuse excuse me vaginal facelift vagina lift or however they want to describe it is a thing mm-hmm. and I don't know I don't know who's out there saying that vaginas are ugly <laughs> but somehow. Well, it's the roast beef sandwich, right? There's and, a group, and I think there's a misconception. That that's a derogatory term, but I don't think I I think you're gonna find that a lot more guys are 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 a lot more okay with that kind of looseness and that openness and those those full lips. Yeah, it looks like a butterfly kind of. Yeah, you you kind of want you know you want that you don't want that very trimmed thing. You, you know? don't want the you don't you want the meat to wrap around you. Right. Well, I, I mean, like, I want to look at a woman who looks like a woman, mm-hmm. not a woman who doesn't look like a woman. Does that make sense? Yes. Yes. And to me, like being having those very full lips and being opened up a little bit more kind of shows womanhood. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, I think whatever your vagina looks like, it's perfect. Um, definitely don't go getting your vagina lifted or whatever the fuck. Um, I think vaginal rejuvenation surgery is, in my opinion, dangerous. Um. Did you ever have any, like, um, reservations about yours? Like, did it, you ever, were you ever like, I don't like the way my vagina looks? Never. Do you think there are, like, do you know of any women who are like this? Yes. Okay. And why do they feel this way? Because, I think it's because of porn, honestly. I think it's because of porn and Playboy and Penthouse showing these very, the the opposite of what you like these very like tucked in very tight little tiny lips okay that is that's got to be magazines because porn does not do that okay cuz i mean like like once a, a vagina has had like some dick in it some poundage some poundage yeah. it kind of opens it up well, yeah, it gets it's it's getting irritated, honestly, and it starts to flare up. Yeah, like the lips actually do turn. And when out. you get when a woman gets turned on, they also get bigger and plumper. Yeah, so um, like I guess that's why I like that is because it shows that you are turned on arousal. and you like and yeah, yeah. And, and and then like once you finished, if it looks all beat up, it's like yeah, I did a good job. <laughs> I've done my job. Uh, I, I, yeah, I don't know. I don't want it to look all tight and beautiful afterwards. I want it to be a little like worn out. That's nice, baby. <laughs> um, I don't know where that insecurity comes from, but yeah, like I remember, I had a, I when I was when I modeled in my early twenties, and I had this whole group of models that we would hung, we'd hang, we'd hang out together, um, and we do you know implied nude shoots and nude shoots and stuff like that. We would like talk about like, like I had a friend who, who intentionally had a triangle bush, covering the tops of her lips because she said they curved outward and she didn't like the way they looked. And I'm like, I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> like, I don't see what you're talking about. Um, 
So I think, I don't know where it comes from. If it's, it, it might, it might be magazines. Um, it might be certain types of porn, but somewhere along the line, women get, sub, they get self-conscious about their vaginas. And I mean, I never had that personally because I've never gotten any complaints. Right. The only time that I've ever have been self-conscious about my vagina is lately, which you guys are about to find out some intimate details about me. Um, I recently had a skin tag removed um, that was like on the top of my labia, my labia majora. Um, and, it, and, you know, I would nick it when I would, sh- when I would shave and stuff, and it was just, you know, pretty unsightly and, you know, not nice to have, um, especially, like, last time I shaved, I, like, I nicked it, and blood just went everywhere. It was terrible. Um, so, yeah, I had it removed. Um, I hope I never have to t- have one of those again, have those removed. Um, but, yeah, that's really been the only time that I've ever been subconscious, self-conscious about it. And see, you are like even you. You right now, you can't shave, right? And and I warned you about that. Yeah, and you know what? It it looked good. It was different, and I liked it. Oh, really? Yeah. No, I don't want you to go full seventies bush. I do like how you normally look. I do like how you normally look. It's just like that curveball, you know, that little. It's like when you when you change your hairstyle. Oh, okay. It's a little bit something different. I see. I see. I see. So, would you ever want me to keep a little bit? I mean, like, it depends on where it's at and for how long and how long. You know what? It just, you, you, if you vary it up a little bit, it's fine. Okay. You don't always have to be, like. But, like, there is something that's really hot about it being, like, freshly shaven. Though. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, yeah. Like, like, I enjoy it, too, for sure. Like, the, the, like, when you get out of the shower and you've spent that time, like, cleaning everything up and everything is, like, really smooth and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah, it's going to be good. It's nice. Thanks. So, I like that. I work hard on that. Yeah, I know. Yeah. So, um, so, so, you know, it's like I liked that, but I also like that. So it's kind of hard, you know, mm-hmm. um, because I really do like those days when you are like completely into- – it's like fresh. Mm-hmm. Fresh. Yeah. Okay. All fresh and all clean, clean. <laughs> yeah, and you just like, yeah, just yeah. get in there. All right, next. <laughs> I think we spent enough time on that. Yes. Okay. Next one is, why does masturbating suddenly hurt for seemingly no reason? I am a virgin female, and I masturbate kind of a lot, maybe every other day or so. But lately, the past couple of months, it started hurting. I haven't changed anything, uh, speed amount, toy size, but it started becoming painful. Sometimes I bleed afterwards, and my vagina has a loose feeling now. I've tried many Google attempts in search of answers as to why it suddenly hurts, but found nothing. I'm kind of nervous about the sudden pain. Any advice or answers? Um, go to your gynecologist. First and foremost, um, I have had the experience where um, it does, it starts to hurt um, after uh, I masturbated for a while. Like a, a, a specific amount of time? Is it, is it like. I don't think it's a specific amount. It's a, it's a type of pressure. Is it like blue balls for girls? No. Um, I mean, like, like if I put too much pressure, like if I put too much sensation on my clit, like, my my vaginal walls will start to, like, com- com- not convulse, but just, like, constrict almost, and I'll get a stomach ache, and then I'll have to stop. So it's, yeah, so it's, it's not, it, it's not unusual for it, for, th- for female masturbation to hurt 
um, sometimes. But the whole idea of having this loose vagina feeling, that's what concerns me. Like there might be something wrong with her vaginal wall. Um, but I, I don't know if you want to If you have anything to, to add to this. I really don't. I don't know a whole lot about like women masturbating. I like to, to watch it. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, I will I make sure you're cleaning your toys, I guess, would be a big thing. You seem like you're very young, so mm-hmm. maybe you didn't know to uh, make sure that all your toys are, are cleaned after each one and you've picked up some kind of infection. That's also possible, yeah. Um, the fact that you're bleeding, like, I almost feel like maybe you're being too, too rough, too. Um, yeah, I mean, we don't, we don't have enough context to like, like, yeah, how are you, how are you masturbating? Like, what, what is the intensity here? Um, stuff like that. So, uh, um, also PSA, uh, plastic toys are not fun. Silicone toys, that's where it's at. Don't get no plastic vibrators and try and like go really intense on yourself with plastic vibrator. It's terrible. Don't do it. Um, that, that hurts. <laughs> um, so if that's the, if that's the case, if you're playing with the wrong toys, you know, there's a lot of factors, but definitely go to your gynecologist and, um, tell them what's going on. Um, that's your, that's usually like the first, I know these things are embarrassing. They're supposed to be quote embarrassing to talk about, but they really shouldn't be. And especially with your gynecologist, you should yeah, be. Yeah. I you think should. your gynecologist has heard it all. Yeah, Absolutely. Yeah. Like, like, you should walk into your gynecologist's office and be like, I'm not going to surprise this person. Right. And um, if you can surprise your gynecologist, I would say good on you. Mm-hmm. You're, you're, you're living a good life because <laughs> you're doing something. You're doing something right. <laughs> or uh, you have some very rare condition and that's not good, but. Uh, probably the former. <laughs> probably not my, my thing. Um <coughs> no, I think that y- we we oftentimes have this embarrassment and we don't understand that these people have heard it all before. Like there's not anything that they haven't gone through. Mm-hmm. You know, um we you you sitting there while I had a vasectomy. Right. And that guy seems like he's seen it all, you know? Oh yeah. You know, like, there just wasn't And it, that took a whole of 15 minutes. That's still Okay, another PSA. Guys, if it's time for you to get fixed, just make the appointment. You can attest to this. It was really stupidly easy. Oh, yeah. It's, it's really <laughs> nothing. It's, it's right. nothing. It's um, maybe 30 minutes in a chair. If that, 20 to 30 minutes in a chair. Mm-hmm. You're going to have a little bit of discomfort, but not even that much. Yeah. I would say the procedure itself took less than 15 minutes. And, um, yeah, it's, it's just not. It's, don't, don't be nervous about it. It's not a big deal mm-hmm. at all. Um, so, um, yeah, just don't, don't, yeah, if you go, if you, if you don't want to have any more kids, you're done having your children, whatever, uh, go, go, go take the bullets out of the gun. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's very easy. Stupid easy. Um, okay. This is the big question that I was, that I'm excited to talk about. Is the clitoris a tiny penis or a penis, a large clitoris? Okay. So, you said that there is only one correct there answer. There is only one. Do, correct are, answer. Is there more context, or do you just want me to say 
I want you to use your deduction skills. And oh, motherfucker. <laughs> okay. Okay. We all, so I've heard we all start off as female and then the penis grows. Mm. So the penis is an oversized clitoris. Correct. Ha! Good job, baby. Yeah. So all embryos start out female. And it takes that extra chromosome from the sperm to swim in and make that embryo male. So we all start with, you know, kind of a, a clitoris or just like a little mound of s- stuff. Uh, and yeah, it de- depending on the chromosomes, it develops into one or the other. Um, I don't know. I don't know. I don't, what? I don't know how true this is. Okay. So there's... If anybody wants to fact check... Fact I have check no us. idea. Okay. I know there's XX and XY, right? Yes. XX is girls, XY is boys, right? Yes. That is a sperm. Right. That is XY or XX. That's a sperm that's either carrying an X or carrying a Y. So you have to hit two sperms. No. Then how do you get two? Because No, all embryos are XX. Or X. So no, all one of your X's come from the, the, the embryo side? And the other one comes from the sperm side? Yes. You're confused. I am confused now. I don't know. All right. Let's let's ask the internet first and foremost. Is the R let's see. How do we how do we word this? Does the penis start out as a clitoris in the womb? Okay, the penis develops from an embryonic structure called the genital tubercle, or GT. The GT is present in both males and females and develops into either a clitoris or a penis, depending on its exposure to hormones secreted by the developing gonads, ovaries, or testes. So we're both wrong. Yeah, so that was the other thing. I I went at it from the, the, the basic knowledge that all things are female and then male is grown out of it, but I've never... I've never thought that was 100% true. I've always kind of had this, like, thought, like, yeah, I think you start off either male or female. And, like, like you, you get your, your DNA at the beginning is either going to be fe- male or female. Mm-hmm. There's not, like, you you got female DNA and then, like, suddenly some male DNA comes in and just shoves some of the female out to make you male. <laughs> I don't think that's how that works. Um, so. Wh- so, it's. It's, uh, there's, I don't know of the, the term, I guess it's, I guess it's, it's neither. It starts out as neither male uh. or female. And then depending on the hormones. Yeah. Your hormones determine what, what's going to grow. Uh, your, 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 clit, the clitoris and the penis are not the same thing. I guess, no, I guess not. Because your your entire thing, I think what you're doing is you're trying to take this thought process that like all things start off female and then the male grows out of it. So the penis has to grow out of being a clitoris because these are the two most um, uh, have the most um, uh, sensation um, sensors in them. Like, 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 you know, like you, you have like areas on your bodies that, that has more like sensitivity, sensitive, like, so they have more receptors, right? Yeah. Like your fingertips have more than like your ass. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Cheek. Ass cheek. Yeah. 
That's why you can get spanked on the ass and it's oh, okay. Right. <laughs> like your 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 the the dick and the clit has like a really high number of them. That's why we like them being played with. Right. Okay. Cool. All right. So I am wrong. And I am wrong. We are both wrong. So today we learned something. And that's, that's, yeah. Knowledge is power. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Knowing is half the battle. Did they have anything to go along with that or was it just a question? It was just a question. The, the, the first comment is both. <laughs> it says the clitoral glands is made up of the same kind of tissue as the glands of the penis, and they serve the same purpose. Um, there's an, there's a, uh, a link to the full anatomy here. What happens if I click on that? Well, obviously, like the government would know oh, we're looking at. Oh, that's fascinating. Look at the similarities. Between the clitoris and the penis. Uh-huh. Yeah, yep, yep, yep. 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 If anybody wants to Google anatomy of clitoris and penis, you can look at the similarities between the full structure of the clitoris and penis, which is fascinating. Not just what we see on the outside. All right, next. Just had a first sexual experience and scared now. For context, I'm a 20-year-old male and a virgin. I recently got a girlfriend, and we started warming up to each other. When I was single and masturbated, I came rather quickly, nearly a minute or so, usually less. I read that it was normal for that, and so didn't pay it much attention. Now, when my girlfriend gave me a blowjob, the first time I came rather quick. The second time I went on for a long time, but took many breaks. But like four or five times after that, I came quicker, the last time being very quick. Okay, quicker, very quick. Got, Got it. Frankly, I'm quite worried about that and need some guidance. For more context, I produce a lot of pre-cum, sometimes even when it is flaccid, but I'm a bit aroused, i.e. suggestive conversations with my girlfriend, etc., and the base of my shaft, the place near my balls, is quite sensitive, and even little stimulation can maybe come. What do I do? Okay. Here's a couple things. First off, you're, 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 you're going through your hood rat stage right now. You're a fresh virgin. So don't, don't put too much, like, pressure on yourself on how long you're going to last. Mm-hmm. That is all going to come in time. Now, secondly, um, perhaps you can attest to this, the length that you have to go is not as long as what you think you have to go do. Really, honestly, you can't get, get her to where she needs to be. Get good at foreplay, <coughs> get good with your hands, get good with your mouth. You don't have to have sex, penetra- penetrating sex with a woman for a very long period of time if you don't, if you can't. You're also young enough that you can probably go several times. Right. So understand that. Don't go out with a loaded gun. Okay. Basically, before so you go on a date, jerk off. Right. Okay. So you're of the mindset, like the there, there's something about Mary that you always flog. How did you put it? Clean the pipes. Got to You got to yeah. clean the pipes before you go out on a date. Okay. Gotcha. Um. Yeah. At that age. Yeah. yeah. Right. Go ahead. Go ahead. Blow one out. You know. You're okay. You're gonna be fine. Later on that night, if you end up, if it comes to it, you might get that extra. You know. Thirty, forty-five seconds, but. Dude, I mean, honestly, here's the thing. Don't be shocked. 
don't be shocked if right now it, it you're just you're going quick. And the thing is, is just find your way of of satisfying satisfying your partner. Um, uh, I can also say, I don't know if this is, if this is your experience as well, but the, the younger you are, the more sensitive you are, like in your special areas, in your special areas, like on your dick and on your clit, um, as you age and at, like, as you get more experience and you do more things, I have found that it almost takes a little bit more to get yourself off after a while. Uh, yes and no. Okay. I, I think that that partly what it is is if you get to be very dependent upon, like, external stimuli, mm-hmm. it becomes where you can't do it without, or it's harder for you to do it without. Okay. Um, which is why I'm very much, like, of the mindset that when, when we have sex, we use both internal and external stimuli and i say internal being like just me mm-hmm. nothing else right um because you do like a um your your little wand thing mm-hmm. um you said we were going to get graphic yeah personal massager that you know the thing that everybody sees uh like everywhere yeah <laughs> um you, you do enjoy that very much right uh but you don't – I make sure that you never become so dependent upon it where you aren't dependent upon me. Does that make sense? Right. And, like, um, I'm not de- – I don't think I'm dependent upon it. It just – it feels better. Right. And I, I understand that. And not not that it feels better. I said, like, it's more intense. The orgasm is more intense. That's what I mean. Yeah. Um, And, like I said before, like, if I'm alone – and I'm just masturbating, it's not as fulfilling or as great as being with you. Uh-huh. Because um, it's just that that multiple, like the, the penetration plus the outer stimulation and everything like that, that's where it's at for sure. Um, and, yeah, so sex is great. Um, just just practice. That's really just practice. Yeah, Um. You know, when you use toys and stuff like that, um, for women who use toys, uh, and for guys, I don't think you should feel like that y- your your partner shouldn't be able to use a toy. I think it's okay. It's 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 perfectly okay. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it just all becomes about balance. You know, if right. you become, it's like anything else. Like if you become so dependent upon it that you can't go without it, then you may need to back off on it. You know, find a new way. But if you are, if it just enhances, then it's fine. Right. And yeah, don't be offended if your partner wants to bring it, if you're young and you've never tried it before, if your partner wants to bring in a toy, like don't be offended. Don't think that it's, that you're not adequate enough. It's really just like experimenting and having fun. But also, you know, set guidelines and don't be forced to do something that you don't want to do. Truth. Consent. Consent Consent is important. To whatever it is. Um, as far as this guy goes, okay, so when you're young, dude, it, it, it happens quick. Like, my first time was so quick. <laughs> and it, honestly, it doesn't, it's not like as you get older, like, 
what you find when you when you're the first time with a new partner, the first time is the worst time. For sure. Always. Usually. Uh, <laughs> like usually the guy is going to not <coughs> last nearly like he is not gonna be at his it, Right. You're super excited. You're both super excited yeah, the it's, first time. It's new. It's new, yeah. And so it feels really different. It feels really and like like, when we got together, I had, like, some other shit going on in my life, which was causing me to have, like, a lot of blocks. So, it was, like, I couldn't even get there. Oh. Did you remember that? Like, the first couple of the times? The first time we actually had sex. Like, like the event. first couple of times yeah. we had sex, I couldn't get there. Mm-hmm. Like, do you remember that, or were I've, you kind of I've, I was out still of kind of out of it, but, like, I now that you say that, I remember it. Yeah. 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 So, yeah, you were still dealing with a lot of stuff. But the first time we had sex, which was... You want to talk about that? <laughs> it's up to you, boo. Right. Um, the first time we had sex, um, it was actually in your truck after <laughs> our first date. Um, and things were, were pretty great. So um, but that but that was the excitement of it. That was yeah. like the, the newness of it. So, um, yeah. So just don't just play. Yeah. It, just it's, have fun. It's okay. To uh, it to go quick. Um, you're young. Don't worry about it. Um, girls, if they go quick, be understanding. I don't know how. I don't know how girls feel about this. Um, for I think for a lot of girls, um, I mean, I always kind of saw it as a compliment, and I think a lot of girls see it that way too. Yeah. Um, it's also. It's also kind of disappointing. Right. So, like, like, it's, it's, I understand it's a compliment, but when you see that disappointment in your partner's eyes, it's really hard as a, as a guy. Right. It is. Yeah. And I mean, just because the guy came doesn't mean it has to be over. That's the thing. I think that's the thing that we forget. Like, just because one of y'all came, that doesn't mean, like, sex has to be over. Right. Um, for a guy, it's very hard to keep going, though. Well, I mean... Like, just, like, doing other stuff? Um, I mean, like, at that age, when I'm young, no, it's probably, it, it, we can keep going. Because I'll get hard again. Like, mm-hmm. if I'm 20 years old, I'm going to get hard again in 10, 15 minutes. Right. So, yeah, let's just chill and we'll, for a minute, or we'll just start playing around and I'm going to get hard again. Mm-hmm. Like, at this time in my life, I'm like, I'm exhausted. Right. But I also put in a lot of effort. Yeah, our, um... Our sex is our sex life is uh, very. Um, what's the word we're gonna use? Uh, active. Yeah. <laughs> just very uh, enthusiastic. Okay. Yeah. Intense. It's intense. Yeah. Intense for sure. Uh, um, so it's like at this point, like if if when I've gotten to my point, you didn't get there. You have one more in the chamber mm-hmm. because it's not like you've ever, like. My theory of guys is that you you get your partner off before you, as a guy. Mm-hmm. Because my understanding, how I understand things, how I most of my partners have been, is women can have multiple orgasms. Yes. Men, when you're young, you can have multiple, but <coughs> pretty much over the age of 30, 35, um, if you're lucky, you're not having multiples. Especially mm-hmm. after your first time being with a new person, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, so at this point, like... For us, I, I'm not. Ha- I don't want to have multiples. Oh, okay. I, I really don't. Gotcha. I just want one good one. <laughs> okay. 
But I want you to have multiples because you can have multiples. Which I appreciate. So very much. I so at this point in our lives, our sex is me being taking on the ownership of making sure she gets as many as she wants. Mm-hmm. And then whenever she's finished, she's very honest and says, I'm ready. Mm-hmm. Finish. Yeah. And we've just now actually kind of transitioned into a new portion of our sex life where I am turning over my orgasm to you. Right. Which is something that's new for both of us. Yes. Um, I, <laughs> my, the way I have, I, the way I've had sex up until us has really been like major like pillow princess vibes um, where it's like I'm kind of the prize and I just get to like lay there and have stuff done to me. Mm-hmm. And then when when the other person is ready to come, then they just come real quick. Um, so... It's so it's it's new it's yeah it's a new frontier for me, uh, and I'm not good at it, <laughs> but I'm trying. I'm trying. I'm getting better. I'm trying to get better. Um, so it's yeah. It and and like this is this. I think this is a good um, a good example of like how to keep things fresh because mm-hmm. we've been together for more than four years now. Right. Been married for over a year. Um, so yeah, like we have to, like, like our sex life is great, and we can also try new things. Right. So. So this is kind of my way of making sure we don't get stale. Is to, kind of, I, I guess I'm, I'm, you're reluctantly being forced to engage. <laughs> I just don't know what I'm doing. Right. Like, I thought I knew what I was doing, but you're like totally different from any other guy that I've been with. Because you've always been a pillow princess. Mm-hmm. And so you've always just been like, okay, finish. I don't, you've never taken ownership for your partner's pleasure. And I've never been asked to. Right. But that is an immature way of having sex. Okay. Um, to me. Okay. Uh, how do you feel about that? I don't think it's an immature way to have sex. I think there's, there's so many ways to have sex. Mm-hmm. And as long as you're, both into it, then do whatever you want. Okay. Um, I, I just think that you, like, you have, you just have different expectations mm-hmm. than most of my partners before. But, like, you know, most of your partners were in their 20s. Mm, 20s and 30s, yeah. Early 30s, maybe. Uh, I mean, like, we got together, you were 30 years old. <coughs> yeah. So we got, to, we got together, I was 29. Yeah. Um, so, like, you, you, any, the guy, the, any significantly long relationship that you had before me? The, the relationship I had right before you, um, the, the long relationship that I had before you, uh, he was 38. Oh, really? Yeah. 37, 38. What? Okay. It's the guy I don't talk about a lot. All right. I'm a, I'm a little confused. Okay. I'll just have to tell you. Yeah, we'll get the off the air on this one because yeah. I don't want to use names. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, because I, I knew your... Uh, 
was this before or after your episode? This was the guy that I broke up with because I was in the middle of my episode. Okay, but I thought he also was um, bipolar. Or was that? No, that was the guy I got together with after I broke up with that guy, and I was in the middle of being manic. Okay, so you were with this guy. He wasn't the MMA fighter, though, right? He was not the MMA fighter. That, that was, was the one bef- that, that was, was before. That was the one during college, yeah. Okay, okay. Sorry. Okay. Uh, that, that, that's horrible, horrible <laughs> podcasting. Yeah, terrible podcasting. We're trying to figure stuff out without naming names, and it's just stupid. It's, it's dumb. All right, next question. <laughs> um, oh, oh, I wanted to, like... Get, oh, you want to... Yeah, like, just, just round that out. Okay. So, do you feel like... So, I didn't realize that you had been with someone who was in his late 30s mm-hmm. in a relationship, um, a long-term relationship. So, it's... Yes. We have been together for four years. Okay. Yeah. Um, I, I never realized that guy was that old. You never said it. I never said it, no. No. Mm-mm. Will you keep that from me? No. I just, it just never came up. I feel like you would say that. It just never came up. And he didn't really act. He's, he was kind of like you. Like, I, I dated younger kind of older guys. Like, yeah. um, he didn't, act, he didn't act. And he certainly didn't have that, the, uh, maturity level that you have, um, yeah, he wasn't like a parent or anything like that. No, he was not a parent. No, he was. He. Oh, I don't know his. I don't know his history that much. Um, he wasn't really in 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 any serious relationships until I came along. He had, like no one had ever. He never lived with anyone, uh-huh. and he never lived with any significant others before me. So. This was an Herbalife guy, was it? No, this was not an Herbalife guy. Okay, I, I didn't think it was Herbalife guy and MMA fighter are the same person. Yeah, I thought so. Okay. Okay. Um, <laughs> Let's talk in code. Wonderful. <laughs> I, I guess people who really listen to this podcast might be like, "Oh, I think I know who that is." I know this guy. Yeah, my sister's probably if my sister's listening to this episode, which I don't, she may or may not because of the the context, uh, the content. Um. <laughs> yeah, she probably doesn't want to hear about our sex life. No. Um, but I think that it is a natural like progression as. Uh, a couple gets older to understand like how to do this, and I think that it is is healthy for you know both people to um, change and take on new responsibilities in their sex. And I don't think that there are enough women out there who transition from pillow princess to giver. I disagree. Okay. I think there are so many different sexual preferences that I don't think we have like a, a plethora of pillow princes. And being a pillow princess is not bad. Yeah. Um, you just have to find the right partner that's really into it. Well, I don't think there are as many partners who are into it. They just won't say anything because they don't know to say anything. Oh. Like See, guys I have no idea. Guys aren't encouraged to to like be open about what they want. Guys uh-huh. aren't open, uh, aren't encouraged. Like, sex is a very taboo kind of thing. In America. In, well, I think, I don't know about Europe. I, don't, I, I, don't, I really don't know. Mm-hmm. But it's very hard to, even for a guy, to not, like, be, you know, we kind of, we seem like guys are supposed to, um, 
I don't think we were understanding enough that guy like to put even for a guy to step up and say, "Hey, I want this done." Mm-hmm. Is is a, a it's a real step out there. It's a, it, it is a step into no man's land, a step into space. Okay. That like not all guys are comfortable with. Mm-hmm. And well, yeah, asking for things during sex or outside of sex and wanting to talk about it that is yeah that's that's a huge leap of of um insecurity and vulnerable vulnerability more than insecurity it's just you're being incredibly vulnerable asking for things sexually so i think one of the things is like there's a lot of portrayal <coughs> in media of how guys are during sex mm-hmm. and i don't think it is it equates with reality. Oh, no, definitely not. I don't think so. Um, the, the, the Christian Grey is not out there. Christian Grey is not a good person and should not be emulated in any way, shape, or form because he's a stalker. Yeah, he's got some, and a master some, some real issues. Stalker and master manipulator, and if he wasn't rich, this would just be a fucking show, a fucking movie about stalking. Yeah, yeah. So, so like, like... So, no Christian Greys. So... Women want that. They want this person who's very open. But when a guy is open to you, you have to understand that guy is coming from a, a place of vulnerability. Right. And I don't think that is often thought of with, with men. Okay. That, like, when they actually open up to a woman mm-hmm. in, in, like, what they desire in a sexual sense, their the woman doesn't often, like, Think of it as this person is opening up to me in a very, um, like like this. This is a very sensitive subject for this man to be opening up for me. With, do y'all? Do you think like that? Like like if I came to you and I opened up and I said, "Hey, you know, I want to try this." Would do you understand? Like if you giggle or laugh or do anything mm. that like my first instinct is I tried and I got laughed at and oh. I'm retreating back into myself. Oh. Like like how big a step it is. Like women want guys to be open, but when we open to them, if they aren't receptive to that, right. how badly that damages us. Mm-hmm. Because then our next partner, we're not going to open up to that person because that last person laughed at us. Right. And the laughter is out of the sheer awkwardness of it, not out of thinking that you're funny or that you're, or that you're stupid for asking, which is, again, it's this lack of communication where like, if I laugh, Mm -hmm. which I wouldn't, I would, I, I would hope that at the right moment, at that moment, I would be, I would feel like very honored and very appreciative that you opened up to me in that way. But if I had, if I had laughed, it would have been out of like embarrassment to myself, right? For not being able to react properly. But the guy doesn't understand that exactly. So there's just this huge lack of communication. So I think one of the things that we need to like address in this this episode is this: when a guy opens up, when a guy wants to talk <laughs> to you about sex, when his desires in sex. Um, his fetishes or whatever they are. Right. As a woman, how should you, like, do y'all, do you understand that it is a responsibility of you that this might be the first time this person has ever tried this mm-hmm. and how big a responsibility that is? 
Like, because if you fuck it up, <laughs> this person is not going to do this again. Okay. You know, I mean, think, yeah. like, think about you. If you try, if you put yourself out there and you're smacked, mm-hmm. how hard it is to ever do it again. Right. Why are men so afraid of women laughing at them? Like, if you came to me and you said something, okay, let's, let's, let's flip it around a little bit. Um, okay, so when we, we when we open ourselves up sexually, emotionally, mm-hmm. that is us opening ourselves up to the women's world. Okay. Okay? So when you open yourself up to a man's world and you get laughed at or, or slapped back or just not slapped, like physically, but just like emotionally slapped back. Yeah. Like if you came to me and you asked me something about automotives and I made you feel stupid about it, mm-hmm. would you want to ask me again? That is kind of the same, the same principle. Okay. This is your world. Emotions are your world, not men's world. The, the, um, so when we come to you, if you don't handle it in that very gentle way, then we feel smacked back. Right. And we don't want to go in, and get smacked back again. Like if you're a woman and you go ask about like, how am I supposed to check the oil in my car? Mm-hmm. And we're like, you're so stupid. You're a woman. You don't know how to do this. Ha, ha, ha. You're mm-hmm. not going to ask how to check the tire pressure in your car, right. you're just going to be like, you know? Mm-hmm. So it, it's it's kind of that same thing. Like when you walk into that like territory of the other gender, right? you want to be embraced. Mm-hmm. See, and this is where conversations like this need to happen more often. Um, like this, this is um, – I highly encourage people to read anything by Brene Brown. Who? Because Brene Brown. I have no idea. I don't know. Um, I don't know if she's a PhD. Anyway, she is learned, whatever she is. But she has done studies on vulnerability. Vulnerability. God, why can't I say that word? On being vulnerable. Okay. Um, and has basically done classes and taken polls and researched a bunch of, like, hundreds and hundreds of men and women. And um, ask these very same questions, like, and and there's just this rift. What she found out is that there, there's this rift, this huge rift of, of miscommunication between men and women. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously, this is very like heteronormative stuff we're talking about. Um, but regardless, it's important to realize that there is the, that this rift exists, and that we have to work on it individually to get it, to, to try to close it. Right. Um, uh, the book that I read, Daring Greatly. Um, hold on. Daring Greatly, How the Courage to be Vulnerable Transforms the Way We Live, Love, Parent, and Lead, book by Renee Brown. Um, I read that while I was with my parents. And uh, it was very eye-opening. And one of the things that stuck with me was when uh, Brene Brown, I think, was ho- was holding like a study, um, and she had a room full of men and women. I think it was like half men, half women, and a woman was talking about how it's frustrating um, to be so self conscious and have to think about all these all these different scenarios about like how like how would I how am I not going to look attractive to this man and blah blah blah. And one man got so upset 
that he said, like, it's not that. We are just as vulnerable in that in that in that moment too. We don't care about your cellulite or what you perceive as flaws or whatever the fuck you're talking about. We just want to know. We just want to know, like, if you love us. Mm-hmm. You're getting choked up. <laughs> <laughs> and that was very eye-opening for me. Because I had never thought of it that way. Yeah. So do you think... Go ahead, feel your emotion. <laughs> I'm sorry. Before <laughs> no, I... Keep talking. Do you think that, like, women are um, encouraged... Or even think about, like, how men feel? Or is it just, like, y'all or Like, we don't live in a very good integrated society on, on, like, the genders. No. And, like, one of the things I feel, like, is that, like, women don't... Not only do they not understand how men are, they're encouraged not to even care how men are. <sighs> I think we're seeing what's un. So I think like during up until about a few years ago, maybe like five or ten years ago, there I feel like there was this huge rift between women and women, and um, the second wave feminism was coming up, and um, and and that and that's a good thing. Like feminism is a good thing. Yeah. I- um. I'm not going to say but, but I am going to say and um, communicating, having proper communication between men and women is also important. Mm-hmm. And um, understand trying to understand both views is valid. Right. So in feminism um, – there is this takeaway. God, this is going way off the rails, and we're okay with this. Yeah, it's fine. Um, so there's this thought process, like that that you know you have to be X, Y, and Z. You have to be this this this. Like you you can't be a housewife. Mm-hmm. But the housewife who truly understood her husband was that a bad thing? Did we lose... That's more first-wave feminism. Right. Um, but, like, I see what you're trying to get at. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I guess I'm trying to get at this. Is, like, you know, there, there was this time where... Why am I saying second wave? Maybe I, maybe I meant third-wave feminism. Anyway, the waves of feminism. There, there have been many waves of feminism. Um, feminist movements. Uh, maybe that'll be a new, like, podcast for us. Yeah, we can talk about that. Um, <coughs> there is this thought to me... That like there is there was a time where women understood men, like you understood your husband, and what we needed was for husbands to understand women, right? And that's that's that that was something that was and needed. That was the goal of feminism. But now what we've gone away from is trying to understand men. Somehow along the line, we have demonized what i've what i've what i see a lot of times is demonizing just men as a whole yeah which i mean the me too movement was very important okay yeah uh, of course and i don't want i don't want to be seen as a bad feminist um 
But we can't we can't generalize an entire group of people as evil because we need to make it's it's as important to rise up as women and be a strong woman as it is to make men to to acknowledge the men that are our allies mm-hmm. and to um to to f- to f- to find the root of the problems and and start there instead of trying to instead of just bashing and hating people right because you know like once you start bashing all men it gets to a point where like we don't men don't want we we, we become one of two things we either become angry and um uh, you know, basically angry Republicans. <laughs> like, I don't know another way to say it. Dude. Right. When men feel personally attacked, they're, they're usually their first. And well, I mean, again, like this anybody, is very, any group. When anyone feels personally attacked, they, they want, they initially are defensive and they, they get angry. Especially when you're attacked for something you haven't done. Right. And that's the biggest thing is when you attack an entire group, and there are huge portions of that group who have nothing to do with what you're attacking. They defend themselves because they feel like you're you're attacking them. And they're like, I've never raped a woman. Mm-hmm. You know, I've never done these things, but you're telling me that I have to be bad because I am these things. And you've, you have personally experienced this. I mean, you... Have, have you personally experienced this? I have never been told I I define personally experienced other than what like media shows. Like like I've never been like had someone come up and walk up to me and confront me and said you're an oppressor. Mm-hmm. That's never happened. But I don't live in a very liberal area, so okay. that's not going to happen. But that being said, <coughs> when you watch like. TV and media and stuff like that. Does it do? Do you start to notice these things? Yes. Do you feel personally attacked? Do I feel like they do not represent like a vast majority of people who I am? Yes, I feel like that is a thing. Do I feel attacked? No, but I'm a Gen Zer. I never feel attacked. You're a Gen Xer. That thing too. <laughs> not Gen Zer. Um, which is just apparently baby Gen X all over again. <laughs> I, have, I, have a, I have a Z-er and she is just. Uh, yeah. Um, so this is somehow, for some reason, this is such a touchy subject. Um, who's calling you? Olivia. Oh. Um, offspring. Okay. I'll try. I'll try and cut that out. <laughs> um, do we need to pause it? Do you need to? No, go ahead. Okay. Um. So, and I, and I don't know why this is such a touchy subject. I think it, I, if I had to guess, it would be because they're, because the crimes against women is so horrible. Yeah. And we, we have to acknowledge that this shit happens and is still happening and it's happening right now as we speak. Mm -hmm. And it's so it's sometimes it's really difficult to when 
like you and I have had arguments kind of where like Yeah, we we a lot of times line up very differently on this. Yes. Where like you will genuinely ask a question and I will be immediately defensive about it. And I don't know I don't know where that comes from. I think you're trying to genuinely like like protect your 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 gender and your like women and mm-hmm. that you are a woman. I don't know why I said that like that. Um, Actually, like wait, I I kind of do know. Um, it's because like I think it is because of my own experiences and experiences of friends felt through felt through them felt felt um, like secondhand feeling through their conversations that I've had with them about their own experiences and their um, their uh, instances of assault and my own instances of assault, it, you, we're angry. And that anger kind of spews this ugly head even when we're just having, a, trying to have a genuine conversation with our partners. Yeah. And... I guess my thing is, is like, as, it's very, these statistics are very soft to me. Like, because a lot of people don't come forward. Um, There are a lot of assaults that aren't reported. I think you've had an assault you didn't report. Yeah. So, it's it's very, they're soft numbers. They're soft numbers, but they're lower. So. We know that they're lower than expected. So, what. I think you mean higher. No, I mean, uh, sorry, I mean, sorry. I mean, the... Like, the there's repo- a lot more the women report- who have been, like, assaulted than that are reported. Yes, the reported numbers are much lower. Okay, so, yeah, we're saying the same thing. Yes, so we're, we're saying that the, the numbers overall are very high, but the reported numbers are 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 a, ver- are a very small percentage. Yeah, um, and for someone like myself... Um, like we're together. Um, would you ever think that I have assaulted a woman? No. Okay. Um, which I haven't. Mm-hmm. Um, have I had aggressive sex? Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, was it consensual? I, every time. Every okay. time. So the thing is this. Um, for me, who just has this this very clear black and white of like everything. And I think that the people around me, my like core people around me are in this same like area. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't think any of my like close people have ever roofied a girl. I hope not. I I can't think of one that I would associate with that I would even question. Mm -hmm. So it's like, who else's circles are doing this? Mm-hmm. Because I'm like, look, in my circle, I'm not doing this. And, my, and maybe my circle is very, very, very tight. Your circle is small and tight. And, like, I, I look out and I try to even, like, push <coughs> out. And I'm only, like, I, I can only think of very few people. And, like, what what happened mm-hmm. was they got their just desserts on this deal. But the other side of it is I have been with, Quite a few women 
um, and a lot of them who have had trauma mm-hmm. uh, through through these kind of things. And I feel for every one of them, but it's hard for me to like resolve this as to why there are so many bad men out there, but I and everyone I know is so good. This, right. this is a very hard thing for me to resolve. And, and that's, I think, where we have a, a issue because I cannot resolve that in my head that, like, me and everyone I am involved with would never do this. But I know so many women who have said, I have been, I've been assaulted. And, and, like, personally, I know so many women who have done this. And it, it, it boggles my fucking mind. Because I would never associate with a man who would do that. And my, 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 why are you crying? <laughs> Shit, stop it. It's okay. No, just keep, keep talking. But it, it, it just, it, it, it hurts me as a man to, to have this, to see other men do this because we hold ourselves accountable. It is the one thing that men do. We hold each other accountable. So that if you hold your fellow brother accountable, they should never do this to a woman. So we should not have this in, this, in the United States. Mm-hmm. Because if my best friend ever did this, I would slap him like a fucking bitch. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's, yeah. it's just, it's one of those things that is hard for me to resolve. And I think it's, it, it, and it, it hurts me because we have issues with this. And it's not on you, it's on me resolving the fact that men can be shit. When I don't think we should be. Yeah. Um. <sighs> there are. <sighs> there we have. Well, we have theories. We have ideas. We have. We have truths that go against what we thought was truth. And I think one of the hardest, I don't want to say that it's truth, but I think one of the hardest truths is that any man has the potential to be a predator. Yeah, I mean, yeah. And that's sad, and that sucks. But I don't understand why. I just don't understand why. You don't have to. There's no, there's no reason to be this predator. There's never a reason to be a predator. There's never a reason to do this. There's just not. There's not a fucking reason, bro. Like, there's not. There's no... There is never... I, I don't understand why mm-hmm. you, you take advantage of a person. A woman, a child, anything. It's just fucking insane. Fucking insane. Do mm-hmm. you need 20 bucks to go get your dick sucked? I'll give you it to you. Right. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Mm-hmm. Like, why do you have to rape a woman? Right. The, the fucking internet is free. Jack off. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Right. Like, why do you want to fucking rape a child? Why do you want to do anything bad? Like, to another person. This is another human fucking being. Mm-hmm. Which is the hardest thing. And you're a man. The one thing that you are programmed to be. In your DNA, in what you are, is to protect others. And you hurt people. And that, that's fucked up. And I can't, I can't fucking resolve that. That's, 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 a, 
That's a short, short circuit in Brian. <laughs> As to why I cannot resolve that. Because it's so, like, you don't fucking hurt others. Like, you don't take from somebody. You don't... Look. If you're a bad, shitty individual and you want to steal, go steal from a fucking company. Go steal from a fucking corporation. Go steal from Walmart. I don't fucking care. Don't take someone's personal property. Right? You mm-hmm. don't take from a person. You take from an entity. If you have to take. If you have to steal bread to feed your family, go steal it. Right? I'm not going to judge you. But if you roll up to someone's house and you take what is theirs, you're taking from a person. If you rape a woman, you're taking from a person. If you rape a child, you piece of shit, you're taking from a person. You don't take from people. Right? You, you, you protect people. The people that you live with, the community that you live in, everything that you are, you take from them. And that's the wrong thing. Nobody does that. You never take from a person. You you never hurt another person. All right? Whether you like them, whether you don't like them, you don't hurt that person. Right? If you fucking hate liberals, you don't hurt that fucking person. You disagree with them. Mm-hmm. If you hate a race, you don't fucking hurt that person. You disagree with it. Whatever. But you don't fucking hurt that person. That, that individual. Because they are just trying to do the same thing you are, which is live. And you let them do the best they can. I fucking hate that shit. I'm sorry. No, that was great. Thank you. Yeah, I hate that. I, I, I feel so... I just hate when people do that. You know? And, and every, every crime toward a, a woman or anything like that is a, against a person. And I just hate crimes against people. Yeah. Because those are the worst crimes. Yeah, um, you have, <laughs> I think you have, like, um, a moral compass that a lot of people don't have. Yeah, I don't understand why people don't have it. Mm-hmm. I, I really don't. Like, like, this is a compass that everyone should have. It's, it's, it's easy. Right, you were, some people... I don't, I don't have an explanation for it. Some people just, like, aren't wired properly. Some people are just fucked up. Yeah, I don't understand why people are not wired like this. Mm-hmm. Like, like, I really... And, or and like, some people are made into monsters because monsters hurt them. And it's, it's, it's just... It's, it's fucked, yeah. Like, it's really unfortunate, or it's sad, yeah. Like, it's all those things. But there are so many people... And, like, if you're a dude who hurts a woman... Like, like, if you're a, like, I think the one that bothers me the most is, like, the, the, the prototypical flat, frat boy, which is what you probably fear the most. Like, the, the, the frat boy guy who rapes a girl, who um, roofie and rapes a girl, anything like that. Like, if you're that guy, why the fuck did you do it? Like, what, what, what drove you to this point mm-hmm. that you, you had to do that? Like you, you, you had, you had every fucking advantage mm-hmm. and one girl turned you down and you decided you had to rape somebody. Yeah. That's fucking stupid. Mm-hmm. You're fucking dumb. You're a piece of fucking shit. Yeah. 
but like I mean like I just don't that 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 doesn't fucking react to me like it doesn't like you have <coughs> everything that t- says don't fucking do this mm-hmm. and the one thing you do is say I'm gonna ignore all that and do it so you are the biggest piece of shit in the world to me like like you know I give no excuses to anybody you know this yeah if you were raped as a, a small boy or like a priest touched you or whatever the fuck, you don't get to rape kids when you get older. Right. That's not that's that's not an excuse to me. Right. I will say that you're fucked up and I'm sorry and we're just going to have to beat the shit out of you until you learn better. But I give you more of a pass than the guy who never got fucking raped and just turned down and it's going to fucking roof your girl. You know? Like, what the fuck is wrong with people? Mm-hmm. That's what we've been trying to figure out for millennia, I think. Yeah, and it's getting worse and worse. I don't know if it's getting worse. Or we just know more about I it. I think we just, I think we're just so hyper aware now because of, you know, the 24-hour news cycle. And like, like humanity, I genuinely believe that humanity was not supposed to know this much about the rest of humanity. And I don't think that we were supposed to be this big either. I think that we are too, we do not allow the local communities to, to govern themselves enough. It's possible. Like, and I say this as this. If I had, if it was legal mm. in my local community, mm-hmm. and say we lived in a community of, a hundred people. Right. And we found out that we had one uncle rape a little girl. Right. What would happen to that uncle, you think? I think the community would come together and kill that person. Mm-hmm. They would be ostracized or killed. Right. Either they would be kicked out, mm-hmm. uh, uh, excommunicated, thrown out, or they would just literally kill that person. Mm-hmm. And I don't think that's a bad thing. This is where, yeah, this is where the the moral conundrums start. Like, how civilized are we? How, where do we draw the line to, do we attempt to save everyone? Or do we do what nature does and essentially cull what is abnormal? Well, you look at a, you look at a prison. Mm -hmm. What happens to sex offenders in prison? They get murdered. If you you are either have to go into segregation, mm-hmm. or you are killed, right? Because there is a hierarchy, even in prison, even in like among the people who commit crimes, and they are like, nope, that person is shit. We're going to take care of that person. Mm-hmm. And do you think that's good or bad? Okay, this is why I should never be president. <laughs> because I don't think I don't think pedophiles or the like can be rehabilitated. I don't think you give them the choice. Yes, I don't think they deserve a choice. I don't think they deserve to live. I mean, but I have very personal yeah things yeah <laughs> related to that. That's that that sway me completely. I have an absolute bias. So, I mean. It's very hard for me to say that, like, 
like we should just kill somebody to kill them. But the other side of me 100% says, I'm not taking that chance. Mm -hmm. You know, as a parent, I'm not taking that chance that you've been rehabilitated. Right. Because what happens if you aren't? Right. So, I mean, like, I completely understand both sides of this story. I completely do. I, I, I try to say that people can change, but I can completely say from a parent standpoint that if you've, if you've raped a child, I'm never going to fucking trust you. Right. Like, like you, and I don't want you to ever be alone with any kind of ability to see my child. Right. And I'm, I'm 100% okay with that. Yeah, that's fair. That's absolutely fair. Yeah. That's, it is really hard to try and empathize with these people. Right. Now, I think we also have to have smart laws. Okay. Because of this. If you are seven in certain states, I don't think Louisiana is one of these, um, uh, 16 years old, mm-hmm. and you are dating a 21-year-old, that is considered to be statutory rape. Right. And that man can be considered a pedophile. Right. But what if years down the line, y'all have married, mm-hmm. and, and there was a charge brought against that, <coughs> that guy? Right, that says I'm a pedophile, but th- he married that 16 year old girl, and he was 21, so a five year difference. Yeah. Now she's 35 and he's 41. Right. And he runs for judge, and suddenly, oh, he was a pedophile. Mm-hmm. You know, 20 years ago. Right. Is he really a pedophile or is he not? In that case, no. No. So we have to be smart. Mm-hmm. But if you are 38 years old. And you slept with a 12-year-old, you're a fucking pedophile. Right. Plain and simple. There ain't no if and or about that one. Right. Yeah. So I think there is is room to say yes and no, and there's room to say no. Mm-hmm. And when you say no, I think it's okay as a society to... That's what I hate about being such a big society, is we don't know how to deal with this shit. <sighs> yeah. Um... It is, it is the moral conundrum is do we have like as big of a society as we are, as quote evolved as we are, as quote moral as we are, do we have the right to take human life? And what do we take, what what do we decide taking human life is for? Yeah. What dictates that? Because we, you can, you can, it, it. Like, what we've decided it has to be a heinous act of human life taking. Right. But you've destroyed more lives by rape, you know, than you have by taking a human life. Yeah, that's, that's, also, that's also a legitimate argument, yeah. So, like, where do we, where do we draw that line? Mm-hmm. You know, where do, we, where do we pull that plug? Right. So, I don't know. That's, that's, it, it's very, very hard for me. I feel like... That's where I feel like it's so important for us to be able to have local community. Because mm. local community, if, if we don't want someone in our local community, we can drive them out. Mm-hmm. If you live in a small enough local community. 
Like, I'm not saying New York City can do this. Right. But if you live in a city of a 1,000 people and a pedophile moves into your town and they find out about it, that person's going to be driven out of that town. Right. And I think that's okay. <clears throat> and it probably is. Yeah. Um. It's, yeah, it's very, it's very hard to find a, quote, moral solution to what to do with the societies, the, de- the degenerates of society. Um, and <laughs> that's not up to me, thankfully and unfortunately. Um, and it's, it's, it's just really, it's really hard. Like, trying to figure out, like, do we imprison them for the rest of their lives? Mm-hmm. Do we kill them? Do we send them to a hospital and experiment on them? What do we do? Yeah. Do we try and cure them in some way, shape, or form? Do you want to try to get to one more? Yeah. All let's right. do one more, and then let's call it quits. Yeah, because we're, we're bumping up on two hours here, and that went way off the rails. Yes. Um. Oh. All right. <laughs> Save them the best for last. Okay. My girlfriend's pussy tastes bad. What should I do? <laughs> My girlfriend and I have been dating for a year and a half now, and she has recently started to argue with me about me needing to give her more head. Because I, didn't, because I don't give her much, she doesn't give me head much either. She doesn't dislike how I taste, but I strongly dislike how she tastes unless she takes a shower beforehand. Okay. And that really only delays the f- that really only delays the flavor. I've told her I only eat her out if she's take if she takes a, pr- a shower prior and recently bought flavored lube to try to make things easier for me. But don't know how she's going to take that. Are we sexually incompatible and should break up? She's a heavy smoker and I believe this is why her kitty tastes so whack and her diet is unhealthy as well. If I tell her this, I feel like she might hate her she might hate her systemically, her taste, how she eats, her personality, which blah, blah, blah. I feel like she might hate me or whatever, yeah. What should I do? Is this the best option, flavor lube, or should I recommend her to change diets or eat pineapple? <laughs> or is it really a bad bet to us to continue dating? Okay, how did he say they were? Did they give ages? They did not give age. Okay. They've been dating for a year and a half. I'm assuming they're living together. All right, I'm going to, I'm, I'm throwing this one to you first. Okay. Um, so I am of the mindset where you shower before sex or you get, you clean up before sex, any sort of way to clean up before sex. Um, I also believe that certain people's pheromones are compatible with each other and certain people's aren't. This could be one of many things. It could be the fact that she's a smoker and she's just nasty <laughs> and she needs to change, she needs to stop smoking and change her diet. And then, yeah, her, her pussy will probably taste better. Um, this also may be a case where they just don't jive. Um, uh, it's like taking like a deeper look at it. Like if, if your if each other's BO smells really bad to each other, that's like, that's kind of a major red flag 
that this is what I've what I've heard and what I've learned about uh, human human pheromones and human um, interaction and stuff and reprodu- and the reproductive whole um, cycle really is that if your partner's bio smells good, that most likely means that you'll have stronger offspring. And so this is really like a primal thing when it comes down to it. Do I think that that's it in this case? Probably not. I probably think I, it's probably because she is a heavy smoker mm. and she eats bad. Yeah. Um, so having these tough conversations is just a part of being in a relationship. And if she gets so upset that she can't handle it, then you guys might break up. Yeah. Uh, accept that consequence. Yeah. And, but I mean, like, if you literally can't stand going down on her. Don't I mean, do it. Like, do, like, be honest with her. Yeah. They, like, everything should be consensual. And I mean, this is, I could be, like, a really just, like, mean woman and be like, you should go down on her regardless of whatever, but I'm, I'm not going to do that. Yeah, because I don't think it's a good thing to, to do that. Right. I think you should literally be honest about this. Mm-hmm. And part of honesty is saying that, like, look, if you don't want to go down on your your girl because you don't you don't like it, then you shouldn't have to, right? And she shouldn't force you to do it. Just like, like, dude, like, let me say it this way. Like, if a if if a man said a woman should just give him a blowjob. Women would be up in arms about this shit. They would fucking hate him. <coughs> Fair. You have to say it the same way. Right. I don't want to do this to you because of these reasons. Respect this. Mm-hmm. Like, demand the respect that is demanded of you. And that is the only way to bridge this gap. Right. Um, if you can convince her to stop smoking. Yeah, that would probably help a lot. Yeah. Um. I don't see how, like, I've dated a couple of smokers, and those relationships did not last long, because kissing someone who's a smoker is absolutely disgusting. I've never experienced it, but I have friends who have experienced, like, people who they were with who were smokers, and they said going down on them was definitely, like, eating an ashtray. Oh, no. Ooh. Oh, man. Yeah, so I, I don't know if that should discourage any that woman. Awful. Like that might discourage any woman from ever smoking again. Yeah. So this is number one tip, like, and for guys, I'm sure, I'm sure it affects the taste of their cum too. So like, yeah. just stop smoking. This is my my other PSA. Just stop smoking. So uh, um, if you want to get he- get more head, stop. Yeah. Smoking. I mean, like, look, the thing is, is you should you should probably talk to her and tell her, hey. It is not enjoyable mm-hmm. because of the taste. Right. And if y'all break up at that moment, hopefully y'all have not been together for two years. Year and a half. Oh, my God, dude. Mm-hmm. Y'all should have had this discussion a long, long time ago. Yep. Yep. Don't this delay these discussions. You, this is, yeah, this is what happens when you delay com- important conversations, for sure. Um, and I say that because of this. Now... You don't want to get out of this relationship because you have a year and a half invested in it. Right. So It's the time suck, man. Yeah. Like you might be thinking, wow, this, you know, I might want to marry this woman because I've been with her for a year and a half. Mm-hmm. But you have this overwhelming thing that you can't bring up to her. Mm-hmm. 
And now, also, before you bring this up to her, make sure that you ain't a smoker. Mm-hmm. Like, make sure your shit tastes good. Right. She said, he said that she doesn't mind giving him head. But she doesn't love it. Mm-hmm. So, he said heavy smoker. So, I don't know if he's also a smoker, but just a lighter smoker. Could be a lot of things. Yeah, um, could be could be different things. All right. Mm. So, what is the difference between not minding and loving giving head? Being enthusiastic about it? That is 100% it. Yeah. All right. So, this is a huge thing to me with women. Okay. If you're going to give a blowjob, you need to be enthusiastic about giving that blowjob. <laughs> don't be like, I don't mind giving head. If you don't mind giving head, don't give head. Mm-hmm. Don't do it. Like, just get him hard and do other things. If you don't want a dick in your mouth, be honest about it. Because, honestly, an unenthusiastic blowjob is the worst thing in the world. <laughs> what would you rather have, a blowjob or vaginal sex? I would rather have a, like, if you gave me a 100%, like, just a fucking enthusiastic blowjob, mm-hmm. I'd rather have a blowjob. Oh, okay. But. But. That is so rare that I would rather just have oh, vaginal my sex. my blowjobs are not enthusiastic. Okay. Oh, dear. Like. I just found something out about myself today. Like, all I'm saying is this. <laughs> all I'm saying is this. <laughs> Let's avoid this topic completely. All I'm saying is this. When I'm having vaginal sex, I'm in control. Right. So when I'm getting a blowjob, I'm not in control. Mm-hmm. It is your responsibility to 100% get me to that point. And so it's very much like not only do I have to get to that point, but I have to make sure I get to that point in a time manner that makes you feel good about yourself. <laughs> Think about that. Think right. about that. Like, th- just put that in your head as a man. Mm-hmm. And, uh, like, as you are trying to orgasm as a woman, put that all that shit in your head and try to orgasm. And you'd be like, I couldn't orgasm. Right. That's how a dude is when he's trying to, like, orgasm from a blowjob. Mm. Like, I want to get the maximum amount of, of pleasure from this blowjob mm-hmm. because it feels good. Right. But I can't go too long. Mm-hmm. Can't go too short. <laughs> Oh, well, I can't go too short, like, but it's very hard to go too short. Like, because it, it, it feels good, but not great. Like, it's like I'm not doing the things that I'm doing to make me get to that point. Right. You're doing it. You might hit it here and hit it there, but, like, continuously to go is very hard. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that makes any sense. No, it makes sense. So, yes, it is very hard to, to like – for a guy, especially as they get a little bit older, to finish from a blowjob. Okay. Um, why <coughs> we finish from vaginal sex is literally because it's so, like, we're just so much in control. We know it feels good. Oh, that feels good. I can finish like that. I'll finish. Done. You know? So, it it, it takes a lot of technique from the woman and a lot of women don't want to put in that technique. A lot of women don't want to, like, get to that point where they feel like they don't want to take that, no other way to say this, but criticism. Mm. 
to get to that point where they're better at their blowjob <laughs> to get us to where we, we need to be. Okay. I love your blowjobs. It's okay if you don't. No, it's okay. I, I really do. <laughs> I'm just like saying like why it would be hard. It's harder for a guy, especially like years into a relationship. Mm-hmm. And all right. So last little thing. Is this the same for men and women? So as we've been several years in, mm-hmm. and I'm, I'm allowing you to criticize me here. Okay. And I will take your criticism as constructive. Okay. Like. <laughs> I don't know if I want to answer this, but go ahead. Okay. Like the things I do during sex, and because I think all guys kind of get into a rhythm. Right. We, we try to figure out what works and doesn't work. Mm-hmm. And it's been a while since you've said this works or this doesn't work for me. Mm-hmm. Do Are there things that, like, you feel I need to change as we are four years in? I think as we progress in our relationship, I think we can start to not, like, be less enthusiastic but relax with our sex as in you go like full force every time with everything you do okay and sometimes most of the time I just want you to like start off a little slower oh okay okay all right so that's all I'm gonna say about that on air (laughs) <laughs> no, 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 like, I, I want you to say whatever you need to say on air. Like, it's okay. Okay. I'm not, like, I'm not mad about it. Uh-huh. I'm not, I, I, I literally don't understand, like, <laughs> like what do you don't mean you don't understand? What? Like, I, I, like, when you say go slower at the start, I don't understand because I'm like, oh, I thought we were into it. We're moving along, and now I'm transitioning. Mm-hmm. You, at those points, need to say, slow down, do this, do that. Right, and I suck at communication during sex because I'm not verbal. Yeah. You are verbal. And that is something that I've, I, I am trying to work on. Um, and it's unfortunate that, it's, that I'm not wired that way because, like, talking almost, like, distracts me from the situation at hand. Okay. I understand that. Mm-hmm. Like, I understand that. And, um, like, my thing is, is, like, when, okay, so I want you to tell me, like, like that's, that's good feedback, like, that I need to slow down in the beginning. Mm-hmm. But I don't know if, like, the intensity at the, as we build is good. Right. No, that's great. Building... The intensity as we get further along, as it is about, so like as our, I'm about our ma- to go, or like our our maximum is good. I'm not <coughs> too high there. Yeah, it's just like I start off at forty percent, and you want me to start off at ten percent. Yeah, yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah, I'll try to remember that. I don't know how to start at ten percent. I know you don't, and I don't know how to talk good with. Sexy talk. So, 
<laughs> like, like, I don't know. Like, is it like just gentler at the beginning or not as slower and gentler? Okay. Yes. Yeah. So, um, God, this is just such a, this is just our therapy session, guys. I'm sorry. Yeah. No, I mean, these are always our therapy sessions. We don't go to couples therapy. So this is what we do for couples therapy. We'd make sure. I think this is this, regardless of how many people end up listening to our podcast, I think it's important that we do this every week for our sake. Yeah, it kind of really is a good check-in for us. It is a good check-in. So, I don't know, that that's, feels like a good end to this deal. Yep. Because um, this is what we're all about, man. Listening. Yeah. Um, Y'all yeah, be kind. Listen to each other. And, uh, yeah, take care of each other. And we'll talk to you guys soon. Bye. Bye.